0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, I'm Steve Finkel and I'm just changing the format a little bit here because normally we have the introduction music and the little bit of banter that goes on at the start of each podcast which we've been doing since day dot but you know I thought it's 2023 it's a new year why don't we just try something different and just launch straight into it so basically when you start playing it i'm here ready to go so this is uh, the first one of this format so we'll see how it goes if it's popular we might keep doing it this way or we may revert back to the old way of doing things on this episode of focus i wanted to talk about putting together a list of your assets Um, these these are things that will help you i suppose with your photography and moving forward how you can lever off these assets so What do we mean by putting a list of assets together? Well, basically, everyone has certain, I suppose, things around them or or connections that they know somebody who works in a particular area or they may work at a particular place, which gives them the ability and the, I suppose, the accessibility to get into certain places or connect with certain people. So that's what I'm talking about, building up a list of assets so that basically If you want to grow your photography, think about how you can use what you already have around you. So it might be connections that you already have that will open doors for you. So that's I suppose it's really about kind of putting a list together. And what what I'm saying putting a list is because most people will think, well, I don't really have anything. But when you start listing out and start writing down on paper, you might be surprised how many different assets you have that you can lever off to help your photography. Now, depending on what you're trying to do with your photography, of course, if you're just purely doing it as a hobby, it might just be so you can get into some really cool places to shoot. you might be to to lever off those assets to do that, or if you're building a business out of it, it may be that you know you can get some jobs working in some areas and getting paid for your photography so let's let's talk about a little bit about exploring the idea of building that asset list and what type of things are assets so let's start with family, so let's start around your family unit so. If you sit down and think about what your family members do, where they work, what, what they may have um, access to as well, it may be, they maybe have access to cool properties, cool vehicles that could be used in a shoot, they could work at a particular place where there's a really you know cool place to shoot or, again, so if you start with your family and start looking at what each of your family members does for a living and maybe what things around them that would be suitable to incorporate in a photography sense, like I said, using as props or, yeah, if it was vehicles, if you say your brother-in-law owns some really cool cars, I mean, you might better organise a time to do a shoot with those cool cars or something like that. Again, it's kind of levering off what's there, but putting it down as a list and then thinking about it as a potential asset to use for your photography, to grow your photography, even to grow your skills Maybe you haven't shot many things around vehicles and you want to kind of do more in that area. So, you know, having some nice cars um, gives you a bit more confidence too to be able to, to, to hone your skills how to shoot them better. So now the other thing is, like I said, once you kind of go through your family members and you start looking at all the different, I suppose, like I said, where they work, what they may own, and, you know, again, what you're comfortable with. Obviously, some people are not comfortable asking can I borrow this or can I borrow that? But I mean, it's really just about trying to think outside the square and think about maybe how they have things that are, you know, again, are potentially something that you can lever off to grow your photography. And if you think about, like I said, workplaces, so quite often with workplaces, there's quite often sometimes, you know, again, it's it's kind of access to getting behind the scenes And look, some behind-the-scenes photography is really some of the coolest photography you'll see. I mean, I know a lot of people love seeing, being taken behind the scenes and seeing stuff that, you know, the general public don't normally see. So that's always an area to think about. So after you kind of, I suppose, work through your list of family members and looking at those and adding anything that you think is, is kind of appropriate or something that could be useful, adding it to your list, then maybe it's starting where you work. So maybe you're not working as a, you know, as a full-time photographer. Maybe like I said, it's just a hobby for you. So if you start looking at your own workplace and the connections that can flow from that. So, you know, if you're in a supply chain workplace where you're supplying stuff, it may be some of the customers that are being that you're supplying. And you may have some good relationships with those customers where you can talk to them and say, hey, I know you guys own this warehouse or I know you own this particular building or venue what What's the chances of being able to at some point organize and do a photo shoot and I'll share some of the photos with you or whatever you you know whatever the the comfortable deal you come to with them um over the use of the space so I think that's a really good good way of kind of thinking about that also think about things like it may be that you're involved in some volunteer positions, maybe you helping out at a local sporting club or um, some other type of volunteer organization where potentially there could be some opportunities to maybe shoot some of that stuff that happens but yeah, you know, whether it's like a junior athletics club and there's meets and that type of stuff and maybe you can get involved in shooting some of the um some of the athletes and that type of stuff and again working through using what's around you, using the connections that you have. But like I said, think about them as being an asset. So think about them as being something that you can you can use to help kind of grow your your photography skills. So imagine if you were a worked in a car dealership and maybe you worked in your detailed cars. So you love cars, you detailed cars and, and polished them and cleaned them and did that type of stuff. But you also did photography and, you know, you could try and work in how you can maybe develop your photography skills and potentially, I mean, if those cars are being kind of unsold, then maybe potentially you could work yourself into position of creating images for advertising of those vehicles. Like if I just taking some pictures and saying, hey, look, I, as well as, you know, doing this job, I also interested in photography. So I take a lot of pictures. Here's some, you know, recent pictures I've taken. If you think they're useful, then maybe we can come to some type of deal and maybe I can do some photography for you as well. So it's about trying to think outside the square, think about what you have, I suppose, what things that you can use to help you grow are photography? And again, it's like, it, it's very much like the networking situation. Like it is just a, basically a variation on what most people would consider to be a kind of a networking exercise. And that's your next thing is that all the people that are like friends, you know, once you've done the family, you've done the work, then start looking at your circle of friends and their friends. And it may be that they can open a door or they can introduce you to somebody to get access to, again, to a really cool location or it might be, to be able to get to shoot someone cool in your area, there might be a really cool restaurant which is really popular. You know, you might be and you might be interested in food and that type of stuff. Is that the opportunity might be to go and shoot behind the scenes, shoot in the kitchen when they're prepping. You know, they're probably not going to let you in there when they're full on serving and you know they're busy because having someone in the way can just slow things down. But during the time when you know a lot of you know restaurants and that type of stuff before they open, they're doing a lot of prep work. So there's opportunities there to obviously capture some really cool photographs as well. So these are just ideas of trying to think about stuff that you may have access to, that you may be able to go out and shoot. And you may not have thought about thinking about things as being an asset, as about being something that's useful, that's something that help that can potentially help you in your photography by having a connection. And like I said, when you start going through your circle of friends, you're probably going to find that a lot of them have you know, working, again, they work in very, various different places and they have various different connections. And so you can all of a sudden start to kind of, I suppose, put together a comprehensive list of bits and bobs that you could potentially reach out to these people and, you know, use these places to photograph or potentially, you know, photograph people. And again, I think it's just about trying to think outside the square, just trying to think a little bit differently about um, how you approach your photography and how you kind of, I suppose, create your own, you create your own luck, so to speak. Because basically, if you're kind of out there creating these um, opportunities, like, or, or, or trying to work in, work on opportunities that may be out there that you have a connection to, that you could potentially grow into something more. And again, it's up to you how far you take these things. For some people, it's going to be yes, they want to be able to take it to a level where it's a commercial becomes a commercial um, reward for it or it may just be the satisfaction of being able to go and shoot something really really cool and just be able to capture some really unique photos that maybe other people haven't had the opportunity to do sometimes people like I said you may be working in the construction industry you may be working in you know high-rise buildings or something like that and you know sometimes like high-rise buildings and make the ideal shooting platform to get shoot the city or shoot the surroundings from a completely different view and it may be something that you can get permission to take your camera on site and be able to use your job like i said on a construction site and be able to use that space to be able to take a camera and better shoot from a completely different angle so like i said once you start kind of going through the list of potential things that you could lever on there's lots of different things out there that all of a sudden might become a possibility because and again, with all these things, you should never take anything for granted. I mean, you should always ask permission. Just because you work on a construction site, don't probably just assume you can just take your camera there and just start shooting pictures. Talk to whoever's in charge, supervisors, whoever, and just say, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm an amateur photographer and I really love photography and I'd love to bring my camera up here and I'd love to shoot the city or I'd love to shoot even like some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of the buildings being, you know, working, You know, pictures of people grinding metal or, you know, doing other type of stuff where, you know, there's a lot of action and drama and that type of stuff as well. So, again, but again, I stress on all these things, you need to ask permission because I don't think you should ever assume that you should be able to just walk in and take photos, even though you may be perfectly legally to be there, but you're there in another role. So, you're not there as potentially as as a photographer. So, you've got to bear in mind that. Sometimes that can be seen by some people that you might be overstepping the overstepping a line. Um, if you just kind of assume that, oh yeah, well I work here, so I just bring my camera into the kitchen and I'll just start shooting pictures. Again, it can make some people feel uncomfortable, or you know, potentially there may be some safety concerns. Particularly if it's say in a workplace like a high-rise building, there might be safety concerns about your safety and other people's safety around you. That type of stuff that needs to be taken in consideration. So again, these are just ideas to i suppose look at what you can do as far as like I said creating your your asset list of of things that might help you with your photography and like i said i I think this is always a good thing to sit down and like i said we're we're at a brand new year, so maybe maybe you've got some new connections or maybe you've started a new kind of your primary job may have changed and you may have a whole lot of new you know people that you work with and family there's a kind of your work there's the circle of friends and then at your work then there's the fellow workmates as well what they may do so this again you can really kind of open up the open the doors and just explore what's out there and what's available to you as far as getting out there and look sometimes like you know sometimes you just need a really cool property to to go and do a shoot on and someone will know somebody who goes oh they've got a hobby farm or I know someone who's got this really, you know, cool, cool house, and it's, you know, it's it's got this, this, and this, and that, and that type of stuff. And again, some of those things, like I said, can make for really interesting shoots. But also, it gives you something to get, you know, passionate about because if you're going to grow as a photographer, you need to keep the passion there. So you need to keep something, you know, to keep you excited, to keep you motivated. And sometimes it's hard, like I said, always trying to find new things to kind of keep that enthusiasm going. So this might just give you a whole lot of potential things on a list that you can work your way down just to try to see if you can shoot something a little bit different. So I said, you know, we've talked on Focus many times about various different things, like like having bucket lists of, of photography to do, like as far as things that you want to shoot. And again, but this is a new idea I thought about, just saying put together what's, what's available to you. And again, some of those things may not be, they may not be relevant right at the moment, but if you've written them down and recorded them, they're kind of there in the, in the memory bank. So it might be that sometime down the track you have an idea or someone asks you about shooting something and you go, and all of a sudden you go, I oh, know such and such, they work at this really cool uh, factory, would make a, big, a great backdrop for shooting something like, you know, this idea you had or this idea that someone wanted to do. And again, like I said, it's just trying to think outside the square. It's just trying to use what's around you. And like I said, people use this technique all the time in lots of different things. You'll see it, you know, in a lot of different creative fields. People just need that kind of cool background or they just need that cool place or cool vibe that something gives, you know, it might be like I said, you know, some vehicles are so cool, they just give a really good vibe. And you can put a couple of people in in the scene, like models or whatever, and, interact with the cars or whatever the props are and you know really make some really really cool photos. On this episode of Focus it's talking about looking at the assets that are around you and different things and putting them into a list so you've got that kind of I suppose potential opportunity to do that. So what other things can we look at doing in 2023 and like I said we are in the last episode we talked about kind of the the new year and it's kind of a new start but again I think you know, come into the, come into 2023 with some new ideas. You know, throw the door open and just kind of kick back and just think about some new stuff that maybe you haven't explored before. And we've talked about, you know, many times we've talked about passion projects. So if you haven't done a passion project in the past or you have done one but you haven't done one for a while, maybe just look at 2023 as a point to kick something off and something that you're passionate about and get out there and shoot it. And it can be kind of anything, really. I mean, it can be about your pet. It can be about sport. It can be about where you work. It might be something that you you might love your job that you normally do and, and you may work in an environment where you make a difference to people's lives and, you know, it's brings, you, you know, that work, it brings satisfaction and joy. So sometimes, you know, just photographing that or capturing that in a particular way um, can really... I suppose, be rewarding and, you know, very satisfying. So again, it's like maybe time to think about doing that passion project if you haven't done one. And like I said, you know, you can set yourself various different time limits for it. Like some people do set time limits when they do a passion project. They actually go, you know what, I'm going to, I want to knock this out over a particular time. Or some people are very kind of flexible for timing because sometimes it's going to be, the chosen subject is only going to be available when they're in a particular area and maybe they're not always in that area. So when they do visit somewhere, that may give them the opportunity then to photograph content for their passion project. And I suppose the other thing to think about is that once you do create a you know a passion project, work out what you're going to do. Is, is it going to be something that you're going to just sit on and you're just going to keep to yourself? Or is it going to be something that you're going to be sharing with the world? And if it is a passion project, and you might have your normal Facebook page or your your normal Instagram account or whatever it is that for your general stuff but consider like just creating a social media presence just for that for that project just whatever it is just so if that if that's if that's your intent to share it like to share the content then maybe put it in that so when people go there they can actually just see that this particular page or this particular feed on Instagram is about this one particular thing that you're passionate about and then keep that theme running throughout. Whereas a lot of times on general kind of feeds, on Instagram, people have various different things they're feeding in there. It's not always always the same content. It's always not about the same thing. So, yeah, that would be, a, I think it'd be a really strong thing to do would be to create, like I said, just some some way if that's what you choose to do, if you choose to share it. Because I know people who do passion projects who just never share them they may print them out and put them on the wall and just look at them themselves and that's fantastic as well just to be able to do that is that they'll create a whole series of photos and print them and put them up on the wall as prints and just enjoy looking at them and again I must admit there is something really satisfying about having looking at a print on the wall that you've actually taken I think that's really it is quite satisfying to be able to do that and again so that may be where you take your passion project is that you may just do, and, and then maybe the only people who who see your passion project are people who maybe, if it's in, if those images are in your house, so it's people that you invite into your house, so it may be just that very small um, select audience of people who you may be, you know, come to visit you, may be able then to see those images and see a side of you they didn't see before. And again, it's not kind of, rather than doing the social media thing and shouting it out to the world, keeps it very private and very kind of intimate as well. The other thing that you could do with a passion project like that is if you, if you did want to just kind of keep it very much low-key, would be to do it as photo book. So imagine if you did a passion project and you collected a whole lot of content and then you collated it all and put it into a book and printed a book, you know, so it was like a coffee table book that you then, then simply leave on the coffee table so when people come and visit, you can, they can flick through the pictures and they can see what you've been up to with your photography. It's just another way of, I suppose, putting it into taking something that you've had in your head and then creating something and making a, a, a tactile, tangible thing that people can also see, share, and hopefully understand why you've done it. And again, these are just ideas that are throwing out there to try and get you, I suppose, thinking about using what's around you with like I said creating a, a list of assets of different things and see some of those assets may really there may be something in that list of assets that really lends itself to be going down the path of doing a passion project so there may be one of those different connections you have maybe like I said it's 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 where you can start off and you can do that passion project and you see people I mean it's not done so much now but it was done I suppose more so in the past, that people would do calendars and the calendars would be themed around a particular subject. So if it's something that you really loved, you know, you would do a calendar. People would do a calendar around a particular thing, you know, dogs and cats and different things. So people would do, you know, a calendar and each month there's a new dog or a new cat or whatever it is on the calendar. And again, it's kind of, um, even though calendars have kind of fallen out of the, out of the major limelight, I suppose with the advent of digital technologies that, but I mean, there's still people who do calendars and still people still buy calendars. But again, it's something even, maybe that's something that you might think about doing and obviously maybe miss the boat for this year, but maybe you start thinking about a 2024, you might want to take some shots that could be potentially used on a calendar. And, you know, I mean, that's something again, just food for thought it's just about thinking about different ideas and then getting out there and executing those ideas and putting them into life and I think that's the thing you know it's no good having an idea in your head and it just sits in your head and you never actually commit it to anywhere you know you need to make steps to actually if you have a dream or you have an idea you need to basically be able to make it a reality and the only way you can make it a reality is if you start putting one foot in front of the other and start moving forward on it. And, you know, if it's capturing something and then printing something or whatever it is and creating a you know a social media feed for something, you need to do it. Like you need to to kind of decide, let's do it. Let's go off and make something. Let's go and create something. Let's go and show this idea I've got to the world. And again, it's like perfect time to do it. Like, I mean, we talked about in, I think, the last Podcast. sometimes if you wait for the perfect time to do something you'll never do anything because there never will be the absolute perfect time to do something but why not start now so if you've got an idea and you know this has spurred you on to think about a couple of different things differently then maybe now's the time to j- jump out there and actually do something so we always love feedback so um, a lot of people do give me feedback on the podcast do love listening to people's um, Know, feedback and their ideas and those types of things and we're always welcome to submit you know direct messages or even email the podcast whatever you're comfortable with with some feedback and like I said we love to hear the feedback it's just really you know satisfying that I get some fantastic feedback where people say they they're regular listeners of the podcast they love you know listening every week for a new episode to see what I'm going to talk about and again it just gets people maybe thinking about stuff that they may have not really thought about too much or they maybe had skimmed over it and it may just give them a chance to kind of revisit some stuff and try, you know, some stuff that they haven't tried before. So again, that's what I suppose the whole idea of the podcast is, is just basically to get people thinking, to get people out there with their cameras and out there having fun. And again, so this episode we've just mixed up a little bit, took off the... Um, leaving off the, uh, the header, I'm going to just leave the footer off as well. So, you know, basically we'll get to the end of the podcast and that will be the end of the podcast. And again, I think it's just something we mix it up, try new things. And again, nothing should be set in concrete. This is like everything with your photography is that just because you started off one way to do something doesn't mean that's the way you're going to always do it. There's always things going to change and, you know, mix it up. Sometimes, you know, there's a, an old saying about, change is as good as a holiday. And sometimes just changing something is refreshing. It's like or, you know, it's just I don't know, it's just something something different about it. So again, just get out there and try something different. So in this episode we've talked about the potential um, list of photography assets of things that might help you for photography. And we talked a bit more in depth about I suppose creating and starting a passion project. So what are you waiting for? Get your list together come up with a project, let me know what it is, and just enjoy your photography. Until next time, this has been Steve Finkel for Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. See you soon. Bye.